0: know me my name is Pastor Jarrus and I am the youth pastor here at House Youth and at House Youth this is our goal okay our goal is that you would feel at home and that you would begin to discover your identity in Jesus now some of you some of you I, I know just by knowing who you are I know that when you're the kind of person that when you get home you like you get home your shoes are off your jackets on the floor and you are just chilling how many people do I have when you get home from school you just straight are chilling anybody in the room okay that That's me and I know that there's more of you that are straight chilling when you get home. Now here's the deal. When you get home, you don't have to be cool. You don't have to even be relevant. You just have to be home and you just have to be chilling. And that's what we want. We don't want you to be here. We don't want you to just have to come in and put on a front. We don't want you to have to come in and act like something that you're not. We want you to be the you that you know you are because that's the you that we want to hang out with. If that made any sense, okay? So that's our goal here at House Youth. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna dive right in to the Bible tonight. If you've got your Bible, do want you go ahead and open up to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. If you don't have your Bible, open up it on open up it. <laughs> open it up on your phone. If you don't have your phone, don't worry. We got Bibles in the back. And if you don't want to go back and get one of those, don't you worry for a second. Don't you worry for a second, because we got it on the screen too. John chapter 3, verse 30. It's short, but it's extremely good. And here's what I need you to do before we go any further. I need you to go ahead and look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. I need you to make almost that, that awkward eye contact with your neighbor, okay? Make that awkward eye. Now, now take your pointer finger. I want you to point at your neighbor and say, neighbor. No, oh, no, they didn't hear you. Say neighbor. It's Bible time. It's Bible time. I don't know if you've had any Bible time yet today, but you're going to get some right now. John chapter 3, verse 30 this is what it says. If you don't have if you don't have it on your phone, I'm asking you look right up here at the Sky Bible for me because I, I want you to see this tonight. This is what it says. It says, John the Baptist is saying this. He says, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. One more time, just because it's it's short, it's easy, and it's good. He says, He must become greater and greater. Somebody say greater. And I must become less and less. Let's pray before we go any further. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, and we thank you. God, we, we ask that as we look at your word tonight, God, as we, as we look at even just this small passage, God, I ask that you would speak to us. I ask that tonight wouldn't just be another night to be at church, that tonight wouldn't just be another night that we're here with, with friends, but God, I ask that tonight that you would do something in our life, that it, wouldn't, that it wouldn't just be hype, that it would be a moment where you change us and you leave us different than the way we walked in. And God... I pray that this last week of school would go by extremely fast. And everybody said, amen. It will. It will. You just got to keep praying every day. God, make it go by fast. Make you just help me pass this test. That's all I need. Now, here's the deal. I've been alive now 22, almost 23 years. And in my 23 years of life, I've learned something. Some of you may know this. That guys and girls are very different people. How many of you guys know that's true? Guys and girls are very different people. I know, I thought the same thing, but I just figured it out, okay? They are very different people, and I'll tell you why. The biggest reason, I mean, everything else aside, the biggest reason is guys and girls think polar opposites. It's just, it's like two different worlds that we live in. But, so I, I got into something. I saw this, this psychologist that did a study, and in his study, he found this. He found that guys' brains are like waffles, And women's brains are like spaghetti, okay? Somebody look at your neighbor and just be like, waffles and spaghetti. Now here's the deal. It has nothing to do with the food, the actual food of waffles and spaghetti. This is what it's talking about, okay? So basically, guys' brains are like waffles. Now waffles, if you've ever had a waffle, you you got little boxes in the waffle. Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. You got boxes in the waffle, and what do you when you make when you eat a waffle? You got to fill every one of those boxes with syrup. And if you don't do that, then you're not eating waffles, right? Just try it this way. You got to fill every box with syrup. So there's different boxes. So in other words, a guy's mind is kind of like split up into boxes, and a and a woman's brain, a girl's brain, is like spaghetti. Now spaghetti is just all connected in the sauce and in the noodles. Everything is just somewhere in there together. Okay. It's almost like, just think about like boxes and like all these strings mixed up together, okay? Now, for instance, a guy's, a guy's brain is split up into these different boxes. We have a different box for everything. And they're each individual and they don't touch. We don't mix boxes, okay? Now, we have a, a work box. We have a school box. A school box. Yeah, that, that sounds nice. <laughs> we have... We have a food box. How many, how many guys love your food box? It's a good box. <laughs> we have a family box, a friend box. We even have, ladies, we even have a box just for girls. Don't you even worry. We got a box just for girls. And then on top of that, us guys, we have one box that we love more than any other box. And that box is our nothing box, okay? So if you've ever, if you've ever said something to a guy and they, say, they said, what are you thinking about? And they said, oh, Nothing. Like, we, we legit are thinking about absolutely nothing because we love our nothing box. Now, here's the deal. Ladies, all right? Ladies' brains are like spaghetti or string or wire, however you want to look at it. And it's like this big, giant mess, okay? Because here's the deal. A lady's brain, every single thing is connected, okay? Like, we have all of Guys, we each have our individual box. This is work. This is, pl- this is play. This is school. This is school. This is home. But all of you you girls, it's all somehow connected. Like school is connected to, to work and work is connected to food and food is connected to family. And somehow it all makes sense in your mind and I don't even want to try and understand it because it's terrifying to me. Okay, now here's the deal. You may see this in everyday life. Girls, now you may have a friend, you may have a boyfriend, you may, you may have a guy in your life. And that guy can act one way around you when you're alone. And then they could act a totally different way around you when they're with their friends. Anybody ever seen this happen? Any of you girls ever seen this happen? It's true. But you can't blame us. You really can't blame us. Because here's the deal. We have our box that when we're with you. And then we have a totally different box when we're with other people. So, for instance, when I first started dating Abby, okay, when, when we first started dating, I was, I was in love. I was tripping. I was all over the place, okay? Now, here's the deal. I would be writing songs. I would be writing poems, ballads even, like to to her because I loved her so much, okay. (laughs) I sound like a light skin right now. But listen, I, I I was absolutely tripping. And so, but when I was around her, I would act like that. And then all of a sudden when my friends would come around... We would start trying to throw apples over a clock tower. Like, I don't know why, and it's like all of a sudden I was so focused on Abby, I'm writing songs about her, and then the next day I'm like, I I didn't even notice she was there because I was too busy trying to throw an apple over the clock tower. You know why? Because I got one box for Abby, and I got a totally different box for apple throwing, you know? Those are different boxes, okay? Now, fellas, fellas, have you ever had this happen with a girl where you said something to a girl, you said one thing, and then they were upset all of a sudden about something totally unrelated anybody ever experienced that here's the deal (laughs) i'm afraid to raise my hand here's the deal listen it's because ladies everything is connected you could say one thing and it's connected to something else so with abby okay when she was pregnant i asked her i said hey babe hey babe would you like to go swimming and she said well no no, okay she didn't say I said, you want to go swimming, and she responded by crying for 30 minutes, and I do not understand why, and I don't get it, but she did not want to go swimming, and there was other, and I will never understand how swimming was connected to crying, water, I don't know, there's some, there's some sort of connection in there, I don't get it, she really didn't want to go swimming, and so they're just very different, our brains are very different, and, and there's a lot of ways that we see this happen, like, um, I just can remember so many times of me coming home to Abby, and, you know, I, I think because of this, girls are better better multitaskers, like, it's, it's just a fact, like, you know, I, I like to say that I'm a good multitasker, but, but girls, because everything's connected, you're just, you're better at it, okay, so I, I, can, I can remember times that I would come home, and Uh, Abby would be sitting there on the couch you know doing her nails she'd probably be texting at the same time she'd be watching Netflix and then she'd also have like a bowl of chips sitting right there okay don't ask me how it's possible but she can do it all all right and so Abby's sitting there doing that and I would walk I would walk in and Abby would say simultaneously she's still painting and texting and eating and watching she she turns around and said oh hey babe how was your day and I'm like bet I can go through the school box No problem. So she asked me. She's like, hey, babe, how was your day? I'm like, okay. So I showed up in my first class, babe. Check this out. I got in there and my teacher started talking about a shirt. And she goes, pause. I'm like, okay. I'll pause. (laughs) I'm good. She says, hey, did you do the laundry this morning? And I would say, okay, let me put down my school box. I'm going to walk on over. Let me get the chores box. (laughs) Yes, I did the laundry this morning. Put the chores box back. I'm going to go back to the school box, pick it up. All right. So in class today, babe, we're, t- we're talking about this stuff. He's talking about his shirt and all this stuff. And then she goes, hey, wait, hold up, pause. Pause. I'm good. All right. She goes, hey, is Natalie in that class? I'm like, Natalie. It's a different box. Hold up. <laughs> Natalie box class. Yes, Natalie is in that class. And then all of a sudden our conversation starts going towards Natalie. And this is where girls do something. And Beckett women, there's something about Beckett women that they've got a, a knack for this. Okay. Something that I like to call rapid fire, okay? Now, what happens in rapid fire is when they blast you with questions and they blast you with different boxes. Now, for girls, this is not a problem because everything is connected. But for guys, this is a huge problem, okay? So listen, we're talking about class. We're talking about chores. Now we're on Natalie, okay? We're talking about Natalie. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, yeah, Natalie, Natalie, Natalie. And then it's on to like, oh, I have the same shoes as Natalie now. Did I tell you? I bought them on Amazon, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes and say they, they're killing my feet. I was walking to Chipotle the other day. And like all this stuff, she's going on, okay? The story continues. Now, if you could see what's happening in my brain, it would be something like this. Chores, or chores, back to class. Natalie. Natalie Ann class okay and then we're on then I'm moving on from the Natalie box to the shoes box then she said she bought them then I have to realize wait this is a money box too then I move on to another box and it's like wait Chipotle how did Chipotle get in the story and then pretty soon I just can't handle it anymore and where do I go I don't continue following the boxes I step back to my nothing box that's right that's what, whenever guys get overwhelmed that's all we can do is step to our nothing box and then all of a sudden all of a sudden I'm in the nothing box chilling And she says, are you listening? Now that's the worst question you can hear. That's the worst question you can hear. And what happens? This is what happens to us guys. We just jump to the closest box we can find. And for some reason, we don't move it. We leave it there and we we fall into it every time. We jump straight into the what box. And we say, they say, are you even listening? We say, what? (laughs) And it gets you in trouble literally every time. You can never, never deny it. But here's the deal. If If you get anything from it, Guys and girls are very different. Everybody say amen. 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 They're very different. Now here's the deal. This study, as I was looking at this study, it got me thinking. I started thinking about this. And and he was talking about how guys think in boxes, girls think in like this this intertwined like spaghetti. And I started thinking about this. And uh, it it actually got me thinking about uh, this idea of of what we were reading about in the Bible tonight. And and how what John says here is, is something that it kind of... It, it gets rid of any stereotype of like guys are this and girls are this, and he he just simply says that there's like there's one thing there's one thing that just runs through everything. Like girls, may, maybe everything's connected, and guys, maybe you have your individual boxes. But stereotypes aside, there's this one thing that absolutely connects everything, and 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 it's it's simply this. He's simply saying more of Jesus. Somebody say more of Jesus, more of Jesus, and. It got me thinking about it. It got me thinking about how much we really see more of Jesus. Where do we really see Jesus in our life? And the biggest place we see him is here at church. When we're worshiping, when we're here, when we're hanging out. We see Jesus in our life when we're at church. We see Jesus in life when we come to church on Sunday. But I want to ask you, do you see Jesus in your life in the different areas outside of church? When you leave here and you go back to your life and you're doing things with your friends and you're hanging out, do you see Jesus in your life? Do you see Jesus when you're with your friends? Do you see Jesus when you're playing sports? When, whenever you're with the, in the relationship with your parents, do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus in the moments where you're heavy and you feel beat up? Because a lot of times, I think that regardless of guy or girl, I think we, we divide it. Like it's almost like it's a box. Like here's my God box and here's the rest of my life. And I think that is an area where we get ourselves into trouble. Where we, God is only in one single box and it's never connected. But this story, the story where John the Baptist is telling us something is so profound. So if you've got your Bible, you can go back to John chapter 3. And let me give you a little bit of background on what's happening in this, in this story. So there's two guys. There's Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. And there's John the Baptist. Somebody say John the Baptist. So we got number one, Jesus. We got number two, John the Baptist. That's right. Okay. Now, if you didn't know already, John the Baptist and Jesus are cousins okay cousins john the baptist is just a little bit older than jesus and they are fam cousins because my dude okay that that's them and now john the baptist if you don't know anything about him he was a baptist not not a baptist denomination he's a baptist so what he was is he was like a pastor and he was known for baptizing people like coming up june 11th, some of you guys are going to get baptized and that's amazing but john would have been your guy back in the day Now, John was up and coming. He was the next big thing. Like, everybody was like, man, that guy's got it going on. I want to go to his church. I want to get baptized by that guy, okay? (laughs) So John the Baptist is that guy. And so everybody was going to him, and then all of a sudden his little cousin Jesus comes on the scene. And when Jesus comes on the scene, he's like, he's doing all kinds of, he's doing miracles. He's healing people. And people are like, whoa, 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 that guy's legit. He's got a nice beard. I want him to baptize me. So people are starting to go over to Jesus. They want him to get they want to get baptized by Jesus. Now John's disciples, his buddies, all, all his closest friends, are starting to get a little worried by this. They're like, okay, so we had a good thing going, we had a great thing going. And then all of a sudden your little cousin shows up and we start losing people. And, and they're like asking him, hey, are you really gonna let your little cousin you know start like taking our people? And then, and then I, I can just imagine what it was like, you know, they, they sit down like, all right, brainstorms this. we got to figure this out. We need to get a new billboard out there, okay? We're going to get a new billboard right on Damascus Road, and all of a sudden we're going we're gonna to have John. You're going to be dunking Jesus, like, in the water, like, face down, and going to be like, John, the authoritator, baptizing. Like, we're going to get a new billboard out. It's going to be great. Or, or, or they were like, you know, in, in a meeting, and somebody's like, hey, we need to get one of those silly men. You know those silly men outside of car washes? Like, hey, we need to get a silly man, put it outside the water. We're going to be good. Like, I can just imagine, like, they were, like, they were legit worried. Like, hey, why is everybody leaving, going to Jesus? And John the Baptist responds to them. He looks at them, and he looks at them, like, you know, that look when somebody's like, what is wrong with you? That's the kind of look he gives them. He's like, guys, listen up. He's like, you know, I'm actually, like, a lot of people know who I am. A lot of people come and get baptized by me. And, 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 like, I, you, you could say that, that I've been successful in this. But he says, it's not about me. He said, let me explain it to you this way imagine if you were the best man or the maid of honor in a wedding okay is everybody imagining with me imagine imagine you were the best man or a maid of honor in a wedding and all of a sudden the invitations went out to the wedding and it said hey we are registered at target please get us gifts from there and then you being the wonderful best man maid of honor that you are you sent out a second invitation that says hey i know they're registered at target but i would just like cash so if you want to give me cash just bring it to the wedding with my name on it that would be good like imagine if you sent out that that letter like hey don't forget about me. I'm, I'm going to be there too. I'm the best man slash maid of honor. Like, you shouldn't be both. But you could be one of them. Now, imagine that. And then imagine you're at the wedding and you're like, hey, that cake is nice. I need a bigger one with me on it. Like, I, like you started making this wedding all about you. How many of you guys, if it was your wedding and somebody started doing that, you would kick them off immediately? Okay, you, you should. If, if you have a best man slash maid of honor that's taking over your wedding, give them the boot. Because that's not good. But it, so he's saying, like, imagine if that happened. Imagine if that happened that would be ridiculous. That would be horrible. So he's like for Jesus he he, he, then he says this. He says he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. That's how he finishes. He says he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. Basically he's saying I'm gonna be that best man that's standing right there by Jesus saying hey this dude is getting married. This dude is amazing and this dude is incredible. Because listen, even if you were the greatest best man of all time, even if you had amazing dance moves out on the the dance floor, even if you gave an amazing speech when it came time, like my little brother, he was my best man. And he did both of those things, including knocking the table over during his speech. Like, it was incredible. (laughs) But, but, like, no matter how amazing of a best man you could be, you would never be the star of the show. It's always about the bride and the groom. And so what he says there, he says, he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. He was like, You know, it doesn't matter how successful I am. It doesn't matter, you know, what my life looks like. I, I just want to be the guy that's standing there pointing to Jesus. And he, and he says this. He's like, The reason why, I don't, I don't just want to stand there and just, it's not because he's family. It's not because he's my cousin or even because he's cool. Like, the reason why I point to Jesus is because he's Jesus and he brings life. He's God's son. Like, he's like, I'm not the guy, I'm not the star. Jesus is the star. He says he takes our broken lives, our pain, our frustration. He takes our lives and he makes them brand new, better than anything we could ever imagine. And for that reason, John says he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. John understood that it wasn't about him. It wasn't about all all that he wanted to be or all his aspirations. But it was more about Jesus being greater and greater in his life. And that when, when Jesus became greater and greater in John's life, Everything in his life got better. Everything in his life got better. And so when I look at this, I, I think back to the question I asked you at the beginning. You know, when you look at the different areas of your life, do you see him in all of them? Or do you just see him in the areas of church? Is, is there a church box that you have gotten, in and then the rest of your life? Because when Jesus is in every area of our life, when he becomes greater and greater and not just here at church not just when we worship. When he becomes greater and greater in every area of our life, our life just gets better and better. You know, if, if you look at these different areas, if you look at when you're hanging out with your friends, is Jesus in that? When, when, when you're doing stuff with your friends, is Jesus in that? Is he, is he in it whenever you're, you're, you're in activities at school? Like, are, is Jesus the center of that? Is, is he in, in your relationship with your parents? The times that you feel heavy and alone, is Jesus in that? Because I'm telling you, when you make Jesus greater and greater, every single area in your life begins to look different. It begins to just get better and better. And in my life, you know, I, I think I've seen, that I've, I've seen it a lot actually. I, I, I love to play basketball. But when I play basketball, there's a lot of times that I catch myself that Jesus is not in that time. I'm frustrated. I'm mad at somebody that I'm playing with. I'm upset. And, it, 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 and I look back and I'm like, man, that wasn't Jesus. Like I didn't have Jesus in that moment. All I had was a frustrated, angry me. And that's, that's not what I want. I want Jesus more and more, greater and greater in my life, not just in that. You know, when, when my parents overwhelm me, because sometimes it happens. Sometimes your parents just get to you, and it's overwhelming. In that moment, do I see Jesus in my life, or do I see myself frustrated and angry and arguing with my parents because I'm upset? Like, when, when in my life, when, when life just bogs me down, and I'm heavy, and I'm exhausted, and I'm stressed, do I see Jesus above it all, or do I just see myself struggling? And then I even look at the hype moments, the, the highlights of my life, and I'm like, man, sometimes even when I had the, the best success in my life, I was being prideful thinking that I had done something rather than God had got Jesus being the number one in my life. And I, I think that you guys have felt things very similar to that. I, I would say that there's a lot of you in this room that there's times in your life that you found that the struggle that you're in, you, you, it's like, man, this can't be all. This, this can't be what, what life is. I, 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 shouldn't, ha, I shouldn't struggle all the time like this. And, I, and I'm telling you, if, if you believe that, if you say, you know what, this isn't, this isn't how life is supposed to be. There's more. I'm telling you, you're right. You're absolutely right. Being in this struggle of saying, you know what, I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm frustrated, I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm telling you, Jesus says, there's more. And it's time to stop just settling for what life is right now and say, you know, I want what, what the very best life possible. I want, I want the very best life that God has for me. And I'm telling you, if you're taking notes, I need you to write this down and get out your phone, take a picture, whatever you got to do to remember this. Because I'm telling you, to live your best life, you need more of Jesus. To live your best life, you need more of Jesus. Your best life, I'm telling you, your best life is not found in that boyfriend or girlfriend. Your best life is not found in money it's not found in, in, in getting more money, eventually getting to a place where you have stuff. Your life isn't found in popularity. Your best life is not found in getting back at people that, that have hurt you. I mean, I'm telling you, your the best life, the very best. Would you think about the very best life that God could have for your life? And stop settling for what's below that. Because I'm telling you, God says, I want the very best life for you if you would say you want more of me and you've got to have more of Jesus to get that. The, your best life is with Jesus. And more of Jesus looks like this. It means less heartache, less confusion, less insecurity, less depression, less fighting with those around you, less divorce. I, I, I know that divorce is a thing that rips apart families. It just rips apart families. And I'm telling you, with more of Jesus, I believe we see less divorce. I believe we see less issues in our country. I believe we see less issues in our schools, less issues all around us. Because I believe with more of Jesus, we experience our best life. To live your best life, you need more of Jesus. Jesus said that. He said that in, in John 10, 10, he says this. He's talking about the devil compared to himself and saying how the devil wants to tear your life apart. He says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. If The worship team, can come on up. Basically, what he's saying is this. He's saying, the devil has this plan to make your life the worst possible thing. The devil has this plan to tear your life apart, to make you believe something that is an absolute lie. And I've come to give you a rich and a satisfying life. And I'm telling you, when I look at our world and I look at the things that we struggle with, and I look at the things that are placed in front of us, something tells us that, there's a, that, that, that this is not true. Something tells us that our best life is found in something else. Something tells us that there's a different way than, than Jesus'. And I'm telling you, that's why when 13 Reasons Why came out, it broke my heart. I cannot stand it. And I'll tell you why. It's because the show comes out and it talks about this girl who's going through some of the biggest trauma, biggest heartaches in her life. And she experiences this and then she commits suicide. She says she wants out. And what she does is she, she leaves 13 notes to somebody, to people saying, You made me do this, trying to get back at them. I'm telling you, nobody wins in that. This show shows like, it says that like she wins because she got back at bullies that got, got her, And that's not it. Nobody wins. God says, I want the very best for your life. I don't want you to settle for, for just getting through, making it by. I want the absolute very best. But you got to have more of me. Because in more of me, you find life. In more of me, you find success. You find love. This world doesn't doesn't give you love. It doesn't give you a real love. And I'm telling you, God says, with more of me, I give more and more love. Your life looks different. Every aspect. Your friends, your family, your school. Everything looks different with more of Jesus. And I'm telling you, more of Jesus looks like this. More of Jesus means less of you. That's what it means. Some of you, like, I say more of Jesus, and sure, that's good and cool and that's awesome. But more of Jesus means less of you. Less of what you want in life and more of what God wants for you. It means less drugs and alcohol in your life. It means less looking at pornography. It means less harming yourself. Less going every day without talking to Jesus. Less being selfish and hurtful. And more of this, more of saying, I want Jesus. I want to read my Bible because that's where I find life. I want to pray and talk to God every day because that's where you find life. I want to take a stand every day to say, I want more. To wake up in the morning and not just go to class, wake up late and say, you know what, this is today. But to say, God, I need more of you every single day. Because with more of God, your life just gets better and better. To experience your best life, you need more of Jesus. You absolutely need more of Jesus. You need to, to, to make a moment, t- take a moment to say, you know what, I'm sick of living this way. I'm sick of making the, the decisions I've been doing. I need less of me. I need to stop focusing on what I want and focus on what God wants. And and I'm telling you, we just advertised tonight that baptisms are coming up. And some of you are saying, you know what, I want less of me and more of Jesus. And if you've never been baptized, it's, it's it's a way for you to publicly say, Jesus, I want more of you and less of me. I don't want to live for myself, but I want to live a new life directed by you. And if that's you and you're saying that's what I want to do, I want you to come talk to me tonight. Because I I want you to take that next step in this walk to say, I want more of Jesus and less of me. My life is not my own, but it's Jesus.